My husband and I just watched uh, your documentary and it was so compelling, it's so poignant. Um, tell our viewers uh, what Mac Wrestles is about. Um, it's just basically just my life story and what happened between me and uh, my junior year and my senior year and I was wrestling four years in high school. And so then there was um, this dad on one of, on Team Texas when I was wrestling. And I was wrestling his daughter and I was in the same weight class as her. And I don't know what it was about it, but he filed a lawsuit against me because he found out that I was transitioning and I was taking testosterone. And he filed a lawsuit and then just ever since then it blew up, the case blew up. Um, and I won in court. And after that it was just basically like, uh, CBS, like yeah, NBC, you made headlines, not even not Mexico, just around the yeah, country, it, around the world. Yeah, it was crazy, yeah. and I was just like, "Whoa, this is like absolutely insane!" And this was turning more; it turned into a activism fight. Yeah, and for athletes and trans athletes, and yeah. So Mac uh, is a transgender wrestler because of Texas regulations. Mm. They say that you have to compete according to the gender on your birth certificate. Yeah, it's like whatever division. you were born as, that's like that's how, where you had to perform in and where you were in athletics. And it's not based on what you identify as. Like, yeah. I think there's only nine, nine or maybe nine ten states, states, United yeah. states that have that policy in place. Yeah, so you're able to, to block out all the noise. Yeah, I was able to block it out because I was like, this is what I want to do more than anything. You know, you were very open about your transition on social. Why did yeah. you feel the, you know, why did you want to share that with the world? I was basically the only person that I knew that came out as trans. And so I really didn't have anybody to turn to, so I turned to social media and there was a lot of, like, trans guys and they were posting, like, their transition. And I was like, oh, well, maybe to help with my activism, I could help post my transition too. You know, there are a lot of assholes out there, yeah. a lot of trolls, but at the same time, there are some people who who, are, who come at it from a place of ignorance, so I wanna like mm -hmm. clear some stuff up. So first of all, you know, being trans is not who you go to bed with, it's who do you, who do you go to bed as, right? Yeah. So when did you kind of know that, you know, you were maybe not in the right body? Yeah, seven years old, seven, eight. It first started off as like, oh, hey, I like this girl. And then mm. it turned into more of like the physical, like wanting to be with a girl. And I was just kind of like really confused, but I was like, well, if I'm thinking this, like there must be like something right about it. So mm. I started thinking more about it. And uh, eventually my mom finally mentioned to me that, um, did I feel different? And I was like, yeah, I really do. And she was like, do you know what it's called? I was like, I had no idea what it was called. Yeah. Because the only thing I called my, I labeled myself as bisexual yeah. and I was like well that's because I'm different and yeah. so um, and then after that when me and my mom talked about it I was like okay this is actually called being transgender. A lot of people are saying that you had an unfair advantage mm. uh, because you were taking testosterone but you and I know that hormone um, you know placement therapy is not the same as performance enhancing yeah. drugs so can you kind of clear up that misconception yeah so I actually like watched a documentary over like steroid use versus like my experience and other transgender experiences um, so like a steroid user would use like a whole bottle like this big it's like 2500 milligrams and then my what my dose is I'm just gonna use my case um, is like a 500 milligram bottle and it lasts me for like a month, two months, and it's like this tiny. Yeah, and that's basically it. Yeah, yeah. That's so it. you don't you don't feel like it gave you an unfair advantage at I, all. I, no, I don't. Yeah, if anything, you had to work twice as hard. Yeah, probably. I mean, I would come in to practice, and 
uh, you know, cutting weight for wrestling is a big thing. Like, if you go lower a weight, you have a better chance of winning. So I would cut 15 to 20 pounds. And then on top of that, I also was having, I actually have a scar from it, oh, wow. is um, a hormone blocker. So my freshman year and my sophomore year, I was using hormone blocker plus taking steroids. So it was like basically rolling back the estrogen and the testosterone. Yeah. And I was cutting weight. So my freshman and my sophomore year and my junior year, I was like coming to practice like dying, like I was dead like every practice. I was like, this is too freaking much. Your dad was saying how they should have mentioned at the graduation that you are a two-time state yeah. champion. <laughs> and even you feel like there's an asterisk, why? Like me, myself, personally, like I would rather wrestle with the guys. I rather would have won something in the guys' division than rather winning something in the female division because that's not who I identify as. But mm -hmm. I have, I really had no choice. So after high school, you actually did get an opportunity to join the state men's team, right? Yeah. What was that like to finally compete? Uh, it was good. I, I mean, obviously, like during the, like summers, I like I wrestle guys all the time. Like there was not like a point where I didn't. And so like when it came to competition, I was like, okay, well now it's competition. So I really got to win. Like I had something to prove. And so, I mean, I had my losses, but you know, you're gonna have your losses. I mean, I lost against girls before. <laughs> I, have, I have, it's embarrassing, but like any loss is embarrassing, but you sure. also like win from your losses. Exactly. But you were actually kicked off of that team. Um, and, and from what I gather, it's because the work schedule. Yeah, it was like a, over a two day period. So, oh really? Yeah, it, it would literally happen that fast. So I had to work like the first day. Yeah. And I told Coach Ray to send me the times. He didn't send me the times, and so literally we had three practices in the same day, and so that's why I missed four, four. practices. That's so like four it added up, because I had think, to work the same day. Do you think it went further than that? Like, do you think people were maybe um, uncomfortable with you being on the team or anything like that? I mean, yeah, there was a couple of coaches that had a problem with me, and I knew they did. I hear things, like I, I it word follows and you know but you know it's okay because right now I'm able to wrestle in college on the yeah, guys team yeah I mean it sucks that I had to you know miss the national team but you know not everybody has also made the national team on muscle fitness we've covered this uh, world record breaking powerlifter Matt Kroc but yeah. he transitioned into Janae Kroc and she wants to now return to compete mm. but in the men's division but not as a man. What are your thoughts? I mean, if she wants to do that, I mean, go ahead. I mean, what does she got to lose? Yeah. I mean, she's competing against men. If that's what she wants to do, then let her do it. Let's talk about what has happened since the cameras stopped rolling. You enrolled in college. Yeah. At Life University in Georgia, mm -hmm. right? You, you were recruited mm -hmm. for the men's wrestling team. Yeah. And you got your top surgery mm -hmm. and you, um, got your name legally, or your, your yeah, gender, gender legally yeah, changed yeah. on your birth certificate. So tell me about all these developments that happened since the, the camera stopped Okay, rolling. so it took us three years now to get the gender marker changed, and then it took about uh, two years to get the name changed. And then um, I had top surgery in August, so then that basically, I, pull, I basically pulled on my medical red shirt for college, so I was being smart, because I yeah, didn't want to like push myself, sure. yeah, and mess up my chest. And so right now I'm able to, this year, this season, be able to compete. Oh, you must be looking forward to that. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I am, I really am. Be, be, knowing the competitor that you are, you're probably like, I'm, I'm ready to get back on the Yeah, back. I'm like, you know, practice is practice, but it's, you know, competition is a whole different thing. And just for people who don't know what top surgery is, can you just really quickly tell? Yeah, tell it's just um, basically taking the fat and any other, like, muscle tissue that needs to come out, like, out of 
the breast section. I gotta ask, how do you train? Like, what's what's your training like? Um, I usually train maybe uh, two to three times a day, if not either once or twice. Mm -hmm. And if not, then I'll get in like a good three-hour hard session for a day. Uh, I usually do cardio from 10 to 15 minutes of abs in there. Um, some wrestling, or yeah, it's crazy. You've kind of been thrust as thrust into this um, yeah. advocacy role. Like, do you embrace that? Do you not take it for granted now? No, what? I don't take it for granted now. Um, I definitely, I am taking a more prouder role about it. And um, it's good. It's brought me a lot of good people around me. It's brought a lot of good times. Um, and I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't go back and change it. Mac, thanks so much for stopping by Muscle and Fitness HQ. Um, again, you can check Mac out at Mac Wrestles um, on ESPN September 22nd. Uh, check your local listings. And Mac, thanks so much for stopping by. All right, appreciate it, man.